do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. So overall, a, a pretty strong November going back to episode 28 on the What Do We Do podcast. But we still do, of course, have a few weeks left here in 2020 before we get to 2021. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Steffen here, the What Do We Do podcast episode 29, Dewey. We got a lot to get into here in the future of tech investing. We got biotech companies that are going and trying to get that vaccine as safe as humanly possible before the release. A lot to dive into on this episode. Hey, Bogey. Good to see you. Good to see Sully. Great to see all the uh, YouTube watchers and uh, talk to all the podcast listeners out there. Episode 29. We're just getting started. Are you kidding me? This is fantastic. And today, yes, we're going to talk about all things healthcare, right? No, there's no doubt. And there's a lot to dive into when it comes to that. I wanted to at least start um, just because, you know, here in the state of Michigan, we, you know, currently have a lot going on. Uh, the pandemic, unfortunately, hasn't slowed. And, you know, who knows when we'll be able to get back to, you know, a sense of normalcy. But, for you at Great Lakes Wealth and the entire team here, you know, knowing what's going on with small businesses and the pandemic and everything, I know you guys have um, decided to do a little bit of uh, charitable work here uh, for anyone that is to ultimately invest, you know, some of their money uh, with Great Lakes Wealth. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, I know you've appeared on Channel Four and you know have gone into detail with uh, with Jason Carr uh, on TV about it. But what is Great Lakes Wealth doing specifically to try and help the community? Yeah, Bogey, thank you for uh, bringing that up, right? We have a few weeks left. Uh, This uh, special promotion that we've come up with goes until the end of the year, Mm -hmm. and uh, we are endearingly call it Our Fee to Your Charity, right? Helping the entire community. And so what that means is any existing clients um, that add $50,000 or more to their account before year-end or any new uh, clients that come on board here to Great Lakes Wealth, um, we will give half of our 2021 management fee to a charity, right? So uh, deposit the money now, and we're encouraging that for several reasons. One is to help the community for sure. If people are going to be investing, um, then why not have that fee you know, go partially to charity and the community rather than just to the company, I mm-hmm. guess. There's a bunch of E's in there, right? <laughs> Dewey, Bogey, Sully. Anyway, so along that um, same idea, this might encourage investors to get the money out of the bank, get the money invested. This is still with the record, uh, you know, returns that we've talked about lately is still, I think, the investment opportunity of a generation. There's so much ahead based upon um, the Federal Reserve and keeping interest rates low, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yes, the four f- charities that we are kind of uh, highlighting, if you will, Beaumont Children's Health and the uh, Children's Miracle Network help children right in the community. The other one is American House Foundation that uh, kind of focuses on the elderly that are in need in our community. Forgotten Harvest, uh, feeding those in our community, as well as Defender Mobility, which helps veterans that are disabled and provides them that are needed with wheelchairs uh, that are not manual, but automated. So uh, we're trying to help veterans, children, the elderly, as well as uh, the hungry. 
And then anyway, uh, we also have a fifth, you know, category of fill in the blank. So anybody, again, we've uh, been blessed to have over $5 million of new client or existing client assets come in in the last, uh, you know, 60 days. So we are really trying to get a strong push in, in the next two weeks. Uh, we're happy to forego some of our fee to give it to charity, man. It's a, it's a great cause and we're uh, fired up. And of course, for more information, uh, you can always go to greatlakeswealth.us uh, and certainly contact Great Lakes Wealth uh, 248-378-1200 if you want to find out more information or you know begin the process of rolling over some of that money and begin investing it. And of course, uh, that fee will go to charity. So. Yes. And it is on our homepage of the website. So it's not on page 12 down at the bottom of the corner. It's right there on the homepage. Uh, please take a look and uh, anything we can do to help you. Uh, we were uh, happy to do that. And we're going to be helping the community at the same time. Great stuff. All right. So here we are, middle of December. You know, we have a few weeks until 2021. And there are I mean, a, a few things that certainly uh, have piqued my interest and I know are piquing the interest of you know the entire country and the entire world. And that is where are we at when it comes to biotech, when it comes to the COVID-19 you know, vaccination process, I guess? Did you want to kind of start there before we fully dive into everything? I think that's a great start, right? Uh, this episode is on healthcare and the healthcare sector. The healthcare sector has uh, several uh, subsectors, and we'll talk about them all very briefly. But again, as we're in the middle of the throes of COVID-19 part two, um, it's important, I guess, to uh, use that as kind of the uh, you know the platform to talk about healthcare in general and certainly biotech and and the cure uh, for COVID. Um, as of December first, it's been reported worldwide of 65 million cases of coronavirus, and also it's been reported that worldwide that results in 1.5 million deaths to date. Right. So this is a big deal. And everyone knows it. some people are kind of, you know, I may be getting tired of it or just exhausted of it. But mm -hmm. that's because it's uh, it hasn't gone away. And so we hope that with the news that came out of Pfizer uh, last month, as well as Moderna and several other companies. Right. Those are those healthcare and biotech names. Um, we hope that uh, the news of a vaccine is uh, going to be imminent. We have the news of the vaccine, I guess, so it's the distribution of said vaccine, right? That's imminent. Um, another piece of data is as of December 1st, there were 970 drugs and vaccines in development targeting the coronavirus. It's incredible. Right? And we talked about it early on, Kyle, that there is uh, three main areas of pharmaceutical and science related to COVID-19, right? That is the testing of it, that is the treatment of it, and that is the cure of it. So obviously the vaccine is the most important solution, but in the meantime, there is, again, the testing and the treating of it as well. So that's all part of that 970, I mean, rounded up to 1,000, if you will. So that's big money. That's a lot of companies going deep, going after it, trying to get this situation eradicated. So to to kind of break it down, clearly, you know, not all, I, I mean, I don't think, not all 970, you know, companies, you know, lab uh, faculty, you know, whatever, are going to have a successful vaccine and are going to be selling it uh, on the open market. I think it's going to be whittled down to a handful of the big companies out there, the big conglomerates that are going to be out there selling it. Is that is that fair to assume? I guess as you know, you're, we're paying attention to it all. It's funny you should ask, Kyle. I've got a piece of information right here on my uh, desk that uh, 
will answer that for you. Okay, this comes from the New York Times just yesterday. Okay, they say that there are 41 companies in phase one trials for the vaccine currently. Okay. Okay. And phase one means vaccines testing the safety and dosage. Mm-hmm. Okay. They say there are 17 companies currently in phase two trials, and that is vaccines in expanded and safety trials. Okay. Mm-hmm. That says there are uh, 13 companies in phase three trials which is the vaccine of efficacy and testing, okay? And there are, whittled down, as you said, Bogey, there are seven companies that are in limited approval currently. Those are vaccines approved for early and limited use. So there's the seven that we're all aware of from the headlines. Mm -hmm. And the big news is there is still zero that are fully approved for distribution. That's where we need to go. And this uh, you know, race to the cure, we're working on these seven companies that have the seven uh, you know, limited approval, and that's where we're going to start. So I guess as it pertains to you, Great Lakes Wealth, investing businesses, you know, this entire sector, and we're going to continue to monitor uh, all the companies that are trying to get that full 100% approval so that they can start getting first responders, the elderly, and then everyone else um, a vaccine if you so choose to, you know, potentially get one. What what are you most paying attention to and what are you expecting once one company, say, gets that 100% approval, they are a go and they are going to be potentially preventing, you know, death and saving lives here moving forward? Well, there's a, um, a couple subsets to that, Kyle. Number one is I think it's global. So I think some companies, their distribution or their, you know, 100% efficacy, I don't think is necessarily the standard. I think, okay. again, 95% efficacy. Some are one injection, some are two injection, you know, some, um, you know, have a cost of X and others are X minus Y. So a lot of it is, again, depending on geography, but also I think um, cost. But as you said, a lot of it is actually going to be regulated by the government in terms of who gets what, where, and when when and how. And so we'll be paying attention to that just to see how the uh, distribution flows through the system. So I guess, uh, you know, what would you like to pinpoint here as it pertains to the biotech sector, you know, as we head into 2021 and what should be, I think, a groundbreaking year, you know, for science and and for this industry specifically? Great. Well, we're not just going to focus only on biotech. Mm -hmm. We'll talk on the broader healthcare. Tech investing as well. We're going to go back to um, the sectors of the S&P. Kyle, do you happen to remember how many sectors there are? Eleven. Oh, my man. You've been paying attention. Come on. Look at that. Sully's in there. He's got both hands up. He's fired up. He's like, yes. Um, So there are, right? And one Mm -hmm. of those is healthcare. And so healthcare actually has uh, several subsectors to it. One is medical services. Another one is manufacturing of medical equipment and drugs. The other one is providing medical insurance. And then ones that otherwise facilitate the provision of healthcare to patients. That might be facilities, profitable hospitals, that sort of thing, right? So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, COVID and uh, the, the, the search for the drug, if you will. But then we're going to talk about, again, the broader healthcare sector. And certainly part of that is a biotechnology. Some of it is generic 
generic uh, drug uh, you know, distribution. It's also, again, the uh, device makers and the facility, facility operators. So we're going to go through all of it, and um, it should be an exciting uh, pod from here, okay? I mean, it sounds like this is something that should boom in 2021. All areas that you just kind of laid out, is that – a fair assumption at this point, something that we all really need to be paying attention to? So we think so, right? So, so far in 2020, you've had some of the haves and have-nots based upon, again, the hype, right? The hype of the uh, the race for the cure. And so whether it's Moderna or some other companies, including Pfizer, that um, the stocks, Regeneron is another one, those are stocks that uh, may have had, you know, um, very aggressive gains uh, year-to-date because of, again, uh, you know, their uh, um, lead in uh, finding a vaccine and the distribution of it. So they'll ultimately become profitable, um, you know, off of that enterprise. Right. So, uh, with that though, we talked about, um, I don't know, an episode, you know, two or three months ago that our and, thought- and perfect, yeah. you know, transition there. If you haven't been caught up on all the episodes, there's a library of 28 episodes, the What Do We Do podcast, downloaded Apple, Spotify, YouTube, obviously, if you want to watch us, yes. you know, idiots interact, please go ahead and do that. Yes. Uh, make sure you get caught up on that. But anyway, go ahead. YouTube, Two, two or sure. three months ago, you were, uh, it, an episode, you mentioned something. Again, I'll even, I'll echo that. Uh, download and subscribe, right? Mm-hmm. Subscribe is the big one. Let's subscribe. That way everyone uh, gets an automatic, uh, you know, download when the new one comes out, right? So with all that, um, we were talking about what? You said you mentioned something two to three months ago on yes. one of the episodes. Yes, and I, I believe this is a, as a thesis for our firm investing in healthcare and pharmaceuticals and biotechnology heading into 2021. And we mentioned this a few months ago in one of those prior podcasts, which is all of these 970 companies that are out there trying to find a solution to COVID. Again, testing, um, you know, treatment, and the vaccine, right? Well, I believe that they will stumble upon other uh, drugs uh, or you know, treatments, other you know, solutions to problems they didn't know they were looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether, again, trying to find something that works with COVID, it ends up helping your psoriasis, right? Something that's trying to help COVID might help, uh, you know, with cardiac, right? So I just think that um, there'll be a lot of ancillary um, solutions that come about because of the race for the COVID cure. For sure. Could somebody also maybe just, I don't know, stumble into a cancer cure? I mean, that would just be fantastic. We just put that out there, you know, maybe focus a little bit on that. And just if if somehow it ends up happening, that'd be absolutely amazing if we could get a cancer cure. Amen, brother. So I'm with you there, right? And, uh, you know, this is kind of off topic, but back to uh, cannabis and CBD, right? That was uh, not the main, um, you know, reason that people were hyped about um, cannabis. It was THC. Well, CBD has certainly been around, you know, and that was another podcast as well. Go back and check that one mm-hmm. out. But um, as it relates to uh, healthcare, and I guess you can even put cannabis in that category as well uh, for treatment, not of COVID, yep. but of um, you know other ailments and whatnot. But um, and that's very and it's very very important in the thesis for cannabis, by the way. So I don't want to make light of it. Nothing but, like a good thesis. Nothing like a good thesis, right? So um, in healthcare, you kind of can knock it down to maybe you have big pharma. The pharmaceutical companies, and that would be like the Pfizer. And I'll go through the list, uh, you know, as related to the S and P in the sector mm-hmm. in a second. And they're the names that you've heard of: Johnson and Johnson, United Health, Pfizer, Merck, Abbott Labs, uh, the Thermo, monsters, the monster, Thermo Fisher, Scientific, AbbVie, Medtronic, Danaher, and Bristol Myers Squibb. Those are the big behemoths, mm-hmm. right? So they will um, spend money. 
to develop drugs internally, right? But most of the time, they actually invest in biotech companies where they partner with, again, biotech companies, which are more focused on finding the drugs. And then the big pharma ends up being able to distribute it, market it, uh, get it you know, out to the, the public. So a lot of, in, particularly in the COVID situation, a lot of them are big pharma partnered with a biotech company, right? So switch gears to that. The biotech space has to deal with, again, those companies that are more specifically in research and development, trying to find a cure, trying to find a detailed treatment, something that um, is more specific, right? And they're not marketing it. They're not branding it. They're not um, you know, going through the big behemoth uh, strategy. They're, again, aggressively focused on trying to solve for a problem. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. And some of them are very large, and they do multiple types of projects all the time. Others are singularly focused. But some of the largest there are it's Gilead Sciences, Amgen, uh, Moderna, which we talked about, which has come to light because of COVID, uh, Vertex Pharmaceuticals, Regeneron, Biogenetic, uh, Illumina, Seagen, uh, Insight Pharmaceuticals. So there's um, a, a list, and they're very specific. Um in those two categories of drugs, you will have the more safe, maybe more stable dividend producing. You can refer to them as maybe the Dow type of uh, players if you're comparing it to the S&P or the NASDAQ. Sure. And the NASDAQ type of players would be those biotechs, right, those drug. And so those are sometimes boom or bust. Their, uh, their life depends on can they get the phase one trials? Can they get the phase two trials, right? And so uh, from an investment perspective, the more risk you take, the more return you hope to get, mm-hmm. but also the more uh, you may crash and burn if it doesn't work out, right? In anticipation of you know some of these companies, I mean we've talked about you know Moderna obviously um, and a few others. Upon the news of the you know what ninety five percent efficacy and you know they're moving on to the next phase and all of that, what 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 happened I guess to the market on days like that? Assuming it would boom, but was it is it still a quality investment at this point to be looking at you know multiple companies in different areas or have they already? shot up because people are anticipating this this growth, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's great. In the short term, everything runs off of headlines, right? So it was um, Pfizer has a co- mm-hmm. uh, COVID-19 vaccine, right? And that was uh, the Monday back in November. And so everything shot up. And then uh, and Pfizer shot up particularly, right? Well, then the next day, another competitor said, well, we have one too. And one was 94% efficacy, one was 94.5 or 95. So then one shoots up, one shoots down, right? So in the short term, everything runs off of headlines. So the company du jour that says they have something. And there were also some, again, a month or two ago that said that, you know what, they were stopping their trials. They were you know putting the brakes on. They were told that they have some challenges or some issues. And so those stocks, you know, dropped off of that news. However, all of it, you know, it comes out in the wash to where longer term, it depends. Does this company that we're talking about just have this one uh, income stream, if you will? Or is it a large enough company that, uh, again, COVID-19 is one of their revenue, um, you know, sets, but they also have, you know, other drugs that are out there currently being used, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Mm -hmm. again, it really depends on the um, company specifically. And then, um, uh, you know, we take a look at it from there. Hey, guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his excellent team, 
at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times that we're in here in 2020. Do you want financial freedom? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions, utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. We build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments, better service, and a feedback guarantee. Okay, a feedback guarantee. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. As we you know go forward and continue to look at you know the biotech industry, that sector, uh, you know the healthcare sector, you know uh, of things, I guess what what other specific things are you you know paying attention to here moving forward? Well, so again, it's all interrelated, right? We really haven't talked about this yet, but um, as COVID has uh, you know um, bore its ugly head again, right? Mm-hmm. Coronavirus part two, we said last time. Uh, hospitals are now almost at capacity again, so. Whatever that means, that means that there's more people in the hospitals. That means the hospitals are probably billing more. So there maybe is an opportunity to invest in the hospitals, right? Ventilators, they talk about, again, really um, uh, you know, challenging patients, serious cases of COVID. They need ventilators. Well, the ventilator companies are probably selling more ventilators, right? So as you look down and look at the ec- ecosystem, there's a lot of different subsets within there. So it's not just the uh, headline of what company, um, you know, is, uh, you know, has the vaccine for COVID-19. So uh, you have, again, the medical device companies. Um, Medtronic is a very well-known name there. And we're not even talking about COVID-19 right now. Now we're talking about, you know, stints for, you know, uh, heart and cardiac patients. Um, you know, you have hips and knees and the, uh, you know, the, what the you know the population's aging and so there's all types of um, needs from medical devices medical services and whether that's you know rehabbing um, etc um, there's medical insurance companies there's mm-hmm. the big five there that do all your billing and your insurance and then there's also again the, the facilities right so all of it's interconnected and we're always analyzing it you know from a perspective of opportunity short term medium term but most importantly long term as we wait to see you know again what company is going to get it first you know who's going to be out there how quickly is it going to get turned around and you know into the hands of the people that that need the vaccine like you said everything's kind of connected you know so some things are going to go up some things are going to go down i guess if you had to say okay once the vaccine is out there once you know a ton of pe- millions of people um, have had a chance to to get the vaccine and things are slowly getting back to normal, what is going to be or what sectors I should say would be most boosted by that outside of just the biotech you know sector the the, the healthcare sector you know what I mean like obviously I'm assuming travel I'm assuming you know commercial real estate as people potentially go back to work there's got to be a ton of companies sectors what have you that this vaccine comes out and boom things are kind of shooting back up and getting back to normal. Yeah, so that'll be in phases too. And absolutely, that's the you know the, the $64,000 question for 2021, Bogey, is again, how fast does the vaccine uh, make its way 
through all of us in the population, and then what does it ultimately mean, right? So early on, it's first responders, it's the elderly, it's those that are really high risk or um, um, you know detailed uh, cases, and then it'll trickle on down through through the society that way. But yes. Um, there's the now investing, the next investing, and the later investing. And so we talked about that back in June, and we're already in these phases. There's also the stay-at-home economy versus the get-out-and-go economy. So, again, if the vaccine comes tomorrow and we're all uh, you know, inoculated by Friday, hey, let's go somewhere on Monday, Bogey. Is that going to happen? Easy. I don't think so, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be rushing to get in line. Okay. So, again, but maybe it's – is it March? Is it is it Q1 2021? Yeah. Is it Q2? Is mm-hmm. it Q3? So, a lot of it's dependent. But, yes, the common sense uh, says that those companies that have been most uh, affected negatively by COVID would be the ones that potentially will rebound the most, for sure. And those that have, you know, thrived during the stay-at-home or the pandemic may have, uh, you know, them slow down. But – to that, I would say slow down, slow down. There might have been some permanent changes to how companies do business because of uh, COVID-19. Uh, the workforce may not have to all go back and be in person. They could be virtual and work remote. Um, you know, air travel and hotels, the stocks have rebounded uh, quite handsomely as well. So maybe there's not as much value in there. Maybe the debt that has been taken on by companies to survive 2020 uh, may, you know, slow them down and the profitability that they will have in 2021. So as always, there's a lot of work to be done. Roll up your sleeves. But, uh, you know, we're excited for what 2021 has to offer after we get a little more data about the vaccine. Yeah. And I, I mean, you mentioned it, you know, a little bit right there, but I'll be fascinated to see how normal things actually go back to, you know, are we going to be five days a week in the office, you know, moving forward, or is it going to be three days a week in the office? And then two, you can work remotely, maybe at a local Panera or Starbucks, or you can work from home, or maybe, maybe you do an extended weekend and you go to the vacation home, or you take a four day weekend to Florida and you work that Thursday and Friday. And then, oh, by the way, Saturday and Sunday, you can enjoy, you know, on the beach or whatever, before you fly home and get back to work on Monday. I'm just very curious to see how many companies are just going to simply say, we don't need to have this, uh, we can have a conference call. We, we don't need to have this in-person uh, you know, meeting in the conference room or whatever. Th- that, to me, is going to be really fascinating. Absolutely. And that's uh, part of economics in terms of it trickles down, right? So the more the people are out and um, you know, working in person or just not cocooned, if you will, hibernating, whatever the word is, um, they tend to spend those dollars. So you have a job, you go to lunch, you stop by the gas station, you, mm-hmm. you, know, you just spend in the local community. So in your example, absolutely. But who loses the most? That's small business. That's yeah. the neighborhood because we're not traveling and stopping here and going there. And, um, you know, again, the, the big players and profitability will still be there. Um, but it's going to affect a lot of um, the employees at the same time. The companies are making their decisions, you know, Wall Street versus Main Street. I don't know if there's anything specific, you know, that that you want to make sure that we get to here. But, you know, for me, at least, how do you as a wealth management advisor, the the CEO, you know, the the owner of Great Lakes Wealth, how do you even approach and plan for 2021 when when we don't know, is this going to be a Q1 thing? Is this going to be a Q2 thing? You know, is it 
how many millions of people are going to do it and then how many millions aren't going to do it. I, it just, I mean, that, that has to be difficult to prepare for. Um, not necessarily, right? The, uh, well, you're all over it. Well, yeah. again, it's investing. So yeah. there's um, a lot of opportunities out there. And we've said, you know, countless times, don't fight the Fed, right? So the biggest news um, isn't COVID-19 and the vaccine. We know that that's coming, right? And it may be Q1, it may be QT, but Q2, but we know that it's coming, okay? Mm-hmm. So all that to say, we also need to see what happens in Washington, D.C., with uh, Congress and the president. We also need to see what happens with the Federal Reserve and keeping interest rates low. And so we understand that there will be, unfortunately, winners and losers, but we have an economic uh, backdrop that has been uh, depressed, but is now looking to uh, you know, come out of the recession that we were in. And so we want to really take a hard look at uh, thriving, not just surviving. So you know, we're, we're going to have fun getting through it. And uh, I can't tell you all the answers today, but yeah. I can tell you future podcasts will have them for you. <laughs> well, I hope what you said on uh, previous episode uh, 28, which you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to, go ahead and make sure you download it and, uh, you know, subscribe and all of that. But you said it could be, according to CNN, as many as 44 months before we're back to, from a market standpoint, where we were prior to this pandemic. I certainly hope. That, that we're at least remotely close to being back next summer and then the summer after that. I really hope that that's just a, a baseless, ridiculous projection of 44 months as opposed to us having to wait almost four years to, to get close to being back, you know? Well, I wish I had a great quote for hope, but, you know, <laughs> hope if you're a dope, I guess. How's that? I just made that up. There's no chance of that, Kyle. There's zero chance, right? So uh, in the reality world, and it's not just from CNN, uh, Goldman Sachs has reports out there. Yeah. As well, all of Wall Street uh, and economists, we recognize um, that you know everything's changed, and so uh, we won't be back to that that same employment um, number anytime next year. Um, you know, maybe it's sooner than 2024. But uh, you know, as long as you can understand and deal with what's in front of you head on, uh, that's your best chance of not only survival um, and surviving, but thriving. Right. So uh, we hope for the best, um, absolutely. But we prepare for the worst. How about that? Have to be. Uh, super detailed look at the, the healthcare sector. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we, we pinpoint and hit on here um, while we're discussing, I mean, the, the ins and outs of the healthcare sector, the, the potential for vaccines being back, and the outlook, you know, really for 2021 in this, you know, very specific, you know, biotech investing? I'm going to give you a few uh, points to wrap it up here, Please. Kyle. One is that healthcare stocks can provide generous returns, okay? But it also creates an environment of volatility. As we talked about, so many companies trying to solve so many problems, there's hits and misses, okay? So make sure that you do your work and understand that besides just healthcare, there's subsets within healthcare, okay? And we talked about those. So that's number one. The other is back to COVID-19. I want to talk about um, what you should be thinking about to your question earlier about uh, where we'll be next year with COVID. Uh, a company out there that we follow, Putnam Investments, they mentioned six items to be aware of with this coming vaccine distribution, Okay. And it's very important. So podcast listeners, 
Listen up. Write it down. If you're watching on YouTube, hi. Write it down. Number one, it's never wise to chase winners based on headlines. Mm-hmm. Number two, a viable back vaccine isn't likely to be widely available until middle of 2021. Great. Number three, adopting a new vaccine isn't always smooth. Number four, a vaccine isn't an economic cure-all. Number five, not every sector will recover the same way. And number six, stay patient and stay informed. Now, that, that will be interesting. And, and, you know, to your point as well, just because the vaccines are out doesn't mean that, you know, we're completely out of the woods. I mean, you still see how many people dying from the flu every single year. And we've had a flu vaccine for, you know, decades. I've never had a flu vaccine in my entire life. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't die from the flu just because there's a vaccine out there for the flu. Just like with COVID-19, there's going to be a vaccine out there. I they're still going to be, unfortunately, I think for you know the rest of time, people that are dying every single year from this. So that, that is something to keep in mind. But at the end of the day, uh, humans are living longer than they ever have, right? Mm-hmm. There were you know the race to be 100. Now it's the race to be 120, right? <laughs> so this is very important. And so we believe science is um, just getting started, if you will, mm-hmm. and it is becoming a technology. Certainly we talked about that earlier. So we believe a long-term trend of investing in health care will serve investors well, absolutely. And I'm going to leave you with a final quote today, Kyle. Please, yeah. You can't enjoy wealth if you're not in good health. How about that? Got to take care of yourself. And it has to start as soon as possible. Don't wait too late uh, in life to start really taking care of yourself. All right. Uh, Great, I think, comprehensive look at what we have to look forward to, you know, in 2021. Hopefully, you know, this vaccine knocks everything out and we can actually travel again and have fun and, you know, never talk about this horrific topic uh, on the what do we do podcast i don't want to talk about it ever again after we get this this vaccine out there okay i got it i'm gonna make it it a mandate we're done with this COVID 19 crap as soon as the vaccine is out okay yes sir yes sir i'm on the same page we got it (laughs) all right well we appreciate you guys listening Uh, again continue to download go check out the entire library and catalog of what do we do podcast and please uh, make sure you subscribe hit that subscribe button right episode 29 in the books and we're just getting started the opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security it's only intended to provide education about the financial industry to determine which investments may be appropriate for you consult your financial advisor prior to investing any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly as always please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital please seek advice from a licensed professional.